Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Hi, I'm Marian Johnson. I'm the Chief Awesome Officer at the Ministry of Awesome. Uh, we're the hub of the entrepreneurial startup and innovation ecosystem in Christchurch, New Zealand. The mentorship culture is all around. We have so many entrepreneurs and innovators in Christchurch. Lots of people actually have come to Christchurch since the earthquake. Um, we seem to attract a lot of people who are really um, excited about taking risks and um, and really excited about pursuing innovative opportunities. Um, and we really spend a lot of time talking to entrepreneurs about their ideas, helping them put a solid sort of business framework behind their ideas so that um, they can get foundations for success down early um, so that they have more of a chance of succeeding later. And what attracted you to come? You've been everywhere. So what, what you've been in New York yep. and you've been in, in, was it Savannah, Georgia or where in Georgia? Um, well, my parents are from Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and my, so my dad's from Elberton, Georgia. My mom is from Athens, Georgia, but my dad was an American diplomat. So I was born in Bangladesh and I grew up in India and Afghanistan and Kuwait and all over the show, um, basically representing the American <laughs> government and all these places that have now had civil wars, coup d'etats and they're like major major places where a lot of uh, bad stuff is happening. Um, and I swear that wasn't my dad. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, foreign policy and how it changes. But anyway, when I, when I graduated from Tufts University, I moved to New York and I uh, spent the first four years in media and marketing. And then I pretty much continued that on with Universal Studios and Discovery Networks in London. Um, I launched a TV station in Budapest. Um, and then I came to um, Christchurch with my a New Zealand husband because we had babies and we didn't want to grow them up in London where commutes were hideous and I didn't want to have three nannies and I didn't want to be on a plane every 20 seconds. Um, so I came to Christchurch and when I first got here, I thought my life was over. Um, <laughs> I truly did. I swear to God, I got here and thought, Oh my God, I've made a huge, huge mistake. Yeah. Here I am at the bottom of the world. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm even in tomorrow. It's yesterday in the United yeah. States. That's how far away I am. 
Um, and, and that was kind of true for the first four years that I was here. But then the earthquake happened and something really interesting happened. All of the conservative people of Christchurch took off. Um, they didn't want to be part of the shaking and the rumbling. They, you know, the whole idea of the rebuild and how long it was going to take was a, a misery to them. And all the carpetbaggers arrived. Um, all of the people who were extremely pro-risk, all of those people who wanted to invent something new, who wanted to create a new city, everybody who has turned up here is now on this mission, hell-bent on creating this city of opportunity, either for themselves um, or for the city and generally as a whole. And honestly, I cannot think of a, of a place I would rather be than in Christchurch, New Zealand, which is crazy. Um, but that's just how it is. That's so cool. Hi, everyone. I'm Erica Austin. I am the Chief Experience Curator at EA Curation. My role is really to help organizations curate meaningful experiences within their program. I'm based here in Christchurch. It's very interesting over the last few years um, and being in Christchurch and seeing everything grow, you, you can um, realise that a lot of people uh, have started with physical outcomes, but as technology grows and advances, people are starting to shift um, their spatial creation into the digital realm. Right. So personally, I have a HTC Vive at home where we can play with VR, and it's very interesting to um, really help us understand how a digital model works on the computer right. but putting it into a actual space yeah. and how we actually interact with the space so, so cool. it's it's amazing yeah. um how much you um how much sort of you experience in those spaces that you think you've designed well right, right. and once you've experienced it you you reveal all of the issues oh and all of the you know like even if you're designing a table that is like 10 mil off yeah um you feel that in that virtual realm I know this is like slightly different, but I was on the call with someone today, um, a company that I use, and they changed their full on design of their entire website, and mm -hmm. I hate it. Yeah. And I was like, why did you ruin my experience? Oh, no. And so it's yeah. funny because I'm sure the development team thought they're making things better, but they didn't try it out on mm. the customers to act, or they made our, the user's life harder. Yeah. 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 It's and, interesting. And being an architect, you know, yeah. like you have this humongous um, responsibility and you have the liability of making the actual outcome work. Right. So why not use technology to help um, in between to yeah. um, understand those spaces and work with the clients right. to develop the spaces they actually need? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so when did you first fall in love with technology? Uh, Sounds when, so cheesy the way yeah, you say it. Yeah, well, the, the funny thing was... Um, I, I'm, I'm still a very manual person. Like I, I still keep a, a, um, a handwritten diary. Yeah. Um, but I think. Ditto, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I love doodles and I love yeah. that sort of like pen on paper sort of right. processing. But I think what technology really helps me is to um, collaborate with other people. And with a lot of the architectural stuff that I do and a lot of community engagement, I think technology really helped me um, understand the processes of working um, remotely with yeah. the team um, and really help our communication um, advance forward and also being able to clearly um, define our roles and our yeah. expectations has hugely um, helped and I think it was um, I think when I first left school I was introduced with a lot of different softwares and right. I, I just pushed back I was like I no, no way I'm using all of these and it really um, helped me when when our team um, introduced Slack 
of Slack. And it was Please. Slack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think if like like after being introduced with Slack, um, I was like, actually we can continuously and regularly communicate without right. making certain decisions, but when we have a real good sort of outcome, we communicate through external um, cha- channels through right, email. Right. And yeah. so it's really, really helping me understand that sort of workflow. Yeah. Um, and and allows me to still doodle and process <laughs> it in my own manual manner. Um, yeah. So I'm Margaret Pickering. I'm a co-founder and COO of a games development company called Stickmen Media. We're based in the Epic Innovation Centre in Christchurch, New Zealand. Well, I started playing like handheld video games when I was, I don't know, eight or nine. Um, I wasn't really interested in making games or anything like that. But Did your parents bring it into the house? No, no. I begged them to bring it into the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we didn't even really have TV. We weren't allowed to watch TV. It wasn't a thing. It was just not allowed. It was not considered really all that helpful. Um, but then I think as I grew up and I started being interested in more things that were related to technology, right. so not technology per se, but I was interested in design and I did some graphic design training and um, I was a rock guitarist and and played keyboards and so on so that involved technology and and so on and so forth so it kind right. of went from there and then I co-founded a web design company and so on so it was all things that were related to technology or that needed technology that captured my interest and kind of got me into tech that way nice and then and then when did you parlay it from having it in your personal life into becoming a tech professional um, well, when I started the web design company, I learnt, I taught myself HTML and CSS and all the sort of related things like that. So I was um, designing and developing websites. So that was way back, um, probably 2001, something like that. I and think now we you, started. You taught yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't really as it wasn't really as difficult as all that because at that point everything was fairly simple and fairly simplified. So, and nowadays it's a little Simple more complicated. To you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the thing is, I'm surrounded by complete brainiacs all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, where did you resource? I know some resources that exist out there are like Linda or, or Hack Reactors or Programming School. Like, did you. That didn't what, exist at yeah. that point because that was really kind and of at the beginning. Nor of, did YouTube. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, how did you. Where did you access it? the well, library? HTML and CSS are fairly basic languages anyway and I had some help um some mentoring and some help so it wasn't as it wasn't as um traumatic as it would be these days I still think without that online help I still think you're wicked smart like (laughs) there's no way you're not wicked smart to have taught yourself all of that when there weren't the resources that exist but you know I'm surrounded by so many huge brainiacs all day and I'm just I'm just so small compared with that (laughs) (laughs) And okay, so when did you start your company? And and tell us more about your company. What kind of clients you serve? Where you are now? Um, in the growth of your company? Where you want to go? Sure. Um, so Stickmen Media actually started. Uh, it's a different. It's a um, an incarnation of another company which was called Stickmen Studios, and that began in two thousand and seven. My uh, business partner now co-founded that with someone else, and. That was, uh, they had a couple of console games that were really quite successful and it was just a, a very, very cool company. When we had the earthquakes, um, yeah. the building that the company was housed in kind of didn't fare so well and so a lot of testing equipment was trapped. Right. And so that meant that uh, the company really couldn't continue. But my business partner and I, Brooke, were friends. Um, we'd been working a little bit together on some music for a video game. Uh, and... 
we decided that we'd like to restart a company basically and, and take that IP forward and, and make that IP. We're kind of in the middle of the beginnings of that now, like six or seven years later, it's taken that long. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.